0: All right. Welcome to Shades of ABA with Adrian and, and Tiana. So we have a little bit of a surprise for you guys. We have gone through a little bit of restructuring in regards to our host with COVID-19 and everything going on and schools being closed. Antonio has had to take a step back from hosting in order to kind of take care of his kids and he's now teaching like three different grades and stuff like that. So he has taken a step back, but we would like to introduce our new host, Tiana Moore, who was our communications outreach person. So she always was involved with the podcast and you know, was listening to the podcast and knew what, you know, our mission was and our values and things like that. So it's great that we can just have her on here as a host. And so Tiana, I'm going to allow you, you know, to introduce yourselves and then I'm going to ask you some questions so the audience can get to know you a little bit better. Okie
1: doke, sounds good. Okay, so... My name is Tiana, as Adrienne has already stated. I am currently residing in Texas. I'm originally from Michigan, where I started off in ABA, ooh, like seven, eight years ago? 7 We're at seven and a half years at this point. I have had the pleasure of working both in clinics, in homes, in schools, pretty much wherever um, the the kids that I was working with needed me, um, as a tech and as a BCBA, I would say that as a BCBA, probably my most favorite thing to do is to work with like brand new RVTs and behavior therapists and really like teach them and, you know, help them learn those skills of the foundations of ABA and working with my practicum students. So that's my favorite. And then also, of course, working with individuals who people kind of push to the side and say, oh, no, they'll never be able to do this because they have this diagnosis. And then it's just like, well, let me show you what can be done. So that's me in a nutshell. Um, Adrian, what questions do you have for me?
0: So the first question I have is, do you do any work outside of the BCBA work that you do in Texas working with kids that have autism and those RBTs?
1: Actually, yes, I am the vice president of um, the Black Applied Behavior Analyst uh, organization that is geared towards, of course, having and creating those supports for people of color who identify as Black or African American while also assisting with um, disseminating those learning opportunities for people who are not of color so that they can um, kind of learn a little bit more about how to work with us as far as being staff or clients and having those opportunities. And so within um, the organization, I do host study sessions and I work with individuals who are needing mentorship and, and I also work with startup companies who are looking to be in the field so that they can have a great foundation to start themselves off.
0: Awesome. So we're definitely gonna have a chance to talk about BABA on our podcast here, um, probably really soon. Um, For our new listeners that don't know, um, Tiana and I are both on the executive board for Black Applied Behavior Analyst. And we do a lot, a lot of work and have a lot of new things that are coming up here really soon and definitely want to get the word out. So we'll definitely do an episode just on BABA alone. Um, to kind of spread the word. The next question, and this is going to be a little bit of a fun question. Okay. If you had to travel um, to two places anywhere in the world, where would those be and why? All right, so my most
1: favorite places, type of places to travel is anywhere with a beach. So if there is a beach and good food, like I am in there, like swimwear, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter where, like, I like being able to sit out on a beach, look at the ocean, listen to the waves, fall asleep, have a drink, although I can't really drink right now, <laughs> and just enjoy that kind of scenery. Um, so I don't have two specific places, just generally anywhere with an ocean beach view and access.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I've been doing while we've been quarantined, since I haven't been so, so busy with work, is I will go on Instagram and I will look up like travel influencers Mm -hmm. and they are posting a lot of beaches, like random caves with water (laughs) and things like that on their Instagram. So I'm, I'm definitely jealous for sure.
1: Yes, my current guilty pleasure is going on like booking sites and looking at how cheap trips are right now and just like going through and creating a whole itinerary, kind of upsetting myself. But then like, okay, this is what I will want to do when all of this is over ideally. So we'll see what
0: happens. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good. Um, My third question is, what do you like most about Texas? I know you said you reached, you know, you recently moved from Michigan and things. So, what do you like most about Texas?
1: Um, I'm still getting used to it overall, um, and I'm a little limited in the activities that I can do, being um, 31 weeks pregnant at this point. Um, <laughs> so, I like the weather. <laughs> um. And I like when I don't have to drive anywhere because <laughs> driving here is a little, it can be a little scary. So or not like when I learn a route because it's
0: um really
1: difficult to get places sometimes, if that makes <laughs> any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um my fourth question is. And let me know if you do or don't have someone like this. Do you have someone that you look up to in the ABA field and what is their name and why do you look up to them?
1: Yikes. Um, I have a host of individuals whom I respect greatly and who I like to bounce ideas off of. Hmm. But as far as, like, if we are talking about, like, when I came, as I was coming up into the field, no. No, I don't. But I do have a nice amount of individuals and young women who, you know, we are striving and making things happen and, you know, being able to learn from one another.
0: So can you name one of those people?
1: <laughs> um, There's a few. So there is... Um, a previous co-worker of mine, um, her name is Ashley. Um, there is also, ironically, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why that, yeah. Um, uh, there is an individual, her name is Frederica. I really enjoy being able to bounce ideas off of her when we can chat. And there is another previous co-worker. Um, her name is Taisha.
0: Awesome. I think one of you know the things that you and I have in common is you know coming up, we really didn't have anyone that we could look up to, mm-hmm. um, or you know kind of make that connection connection with. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why you know we started Baba um, or wanting to be a part of Baba because we wanted to be those people for other people cause we didn't, we didn't have that ourselves, you know? So you definitely, you know, vice versa, you know, you definitely, um, motivate me as well. Um, and I get to, I, I probably call Tiana and it hasn't been so much lately. Right. (laughs) Um, I probably call Tiana like once a day on average. (laughs) Um, if that's even like you know, to talk about business, right. And talk about some of the side hustles that we have, but also just to like (laughs) vent about life and, you know, being young and in this field and being black and in this field and being young, black and gifted (laughs) and being a woman. (laughs) Yes. And being a woman, young, black, gifted, and a woman in this field. um, You definitely need those people that you can, um meant to bounce ideas off of and just say hey yo' like am I crazy or <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so, oh. yeah yeah we'll talk about that some more later <laughs> and my last question and it's this is more of a fun question um for you if you had to say you had a craving throughout your whole pregnancy? I know, you know, you said you were um, 30-something weeks pregnant. What has been your biggest pregnant craving?
1: So during my first trimester and probably mm, about halfway or a third of the way through the second trimester, it was um, Chipotle's guacamole. Like, I wanted it all the time. So I would go. I would go at least once or twice a week to get some Chipotle, just so that I can have it. Because although I'm pregnant, I still eat like a child as far as amounts go. So like those two visits would be like four servings for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now it's just ice, like that hospital ice. I want it just always, but nothing weird, nothing crazy. Just you know. Things that are not easy to get access to. Right. I am obsessed
0: with Chipotle. I could eat Chipotle like once every day, and Chipotle could be my diet. I get the same exact thing. I've only switched up my variation slightly, but me and Chipotle are best friends. And if somebody that works at Chipotle is ever going to listen to this, like, please sponsor a little bit of our podcast or let us have free guacamole for a year <laughs> or something um, because me and Tiana are ourselves with Chipotle. So I would love to um, make that happen. So if anybody wants to get us Chipotle, we would greatly appreciate you. So much. So much. <laughs> okay. So, um, for those of you, you know, who are listening, Tiana will be our new co-host, and we'll be vibing and jiving here um, from here on out. We wanted to discuss just how we were, you know, going to be moving forward and our next guest. So in the month of April, there is a conference called the Behavior Analysts and Leadership Conference. And Tiana, do you want to talk a little bit about that conference and what they're what they're all about?
1: So the Behavior Analysts Leadership Conference is pretty much for individuals who are in the field of ABA who are interested in expanding and like learning more um, skills and areas of like leadership and. Um, operational expertise and ethics and diversity and inclusion. So they have a bunch of speakers um, from everywhere um, who will come and speak on a a variety of different topics. This year, unfortunately, it will be in um, virtual conference. I was super duper excited about going to the conference and being able to experience Boston. Um, But this year, April 23rd through 25th, it will be virtually um, done. Registration is still open, so be sure to go ahead and register so that you can attend.
0: Yeah, so our guest, her name is Sarah Trotman. She is kind of one of the developers that helped put together the Behavior Analysts and Leadership Conference. She's been in the field for, oh geez, like 15 plus years. She's owned her own business, um, consulted with different businesses, you know, collaborated with different people. And one of the very cool things that um, we wanted to kind of discuss and bring to light was her collaboration project with Team on Location. And it's a collaboration project with Ryan O'Donnell. Um, For those of you who might know Ryan, he's the one that does like the daily ABA videos and podcasts. And he's like best friends with Gregory Hanley to me. And so what they did was they are putting together a documentary on Pat Fryman, and he lives in Boys Town, I believe it's Nebraska. And Pat Fryman has done so much, you know, in the ABA field and um, with autism and OBM and ethics and so many different things. And basically what they put together was a documentary kind of highlighting the, you know pioneers or just very important people in our field. And so she, you know, wants to come on and we want to have her on to shed light on how can we get ABA disseminated in a different way, right? We are in 2020, it's the millennial year and years, and we have to find a way to disseminate our information you know, to the masses in a different way. And I think that's one area in which ABA that we sh- we struggle in is how to keep up with the times. You know, and Tiana, I don't know if you've kind of experienced this, but, you know, kind of promoting and marketing ABA is very difficult to people that don't know ABA And I find that with Sarah and Ryan's project, that they're just doing it in a different way. Um, And Tiana, let me know if you find something different. Do you find that disseminating ABA in these new times has been difficult in how we market market ourselves and let people know that we exist?
1: I do think that it is extremely difficult to find ways to disseminate information as far as With everything and with everyone. um, I think one of the most unfortunate standards and points with even trying to um, teach other people is that there is nothing available. Like, I won't say nothing. There's very, very minimal resources available for us to learn from and to be available to kind of help guide us and. Learning more and getting additional information. So, when we are trying to teach others, we're going off a very, very small um, foundation. So, yes, I do think that it is difficult and it can be frustrating because when you're trying to teach others, they're kind of because there's not much resources, you sometimes get individuals who look at you like this isn't a problem what do you mean like why why are we even talking about this or those who aren't fully aware or don't want to believe that there's an issue um they kind of just shut down so it is definitely a, a very difficult and unfortunate like circumstance that we are that we have to work through in order to pretty much make this field and make everything just more well-rounded and better.
0: Yeah, and I feel like even with their documentary and kind of highlighting some of the, you know, very important people in our field that they're doing it in a very innovative way. They're they're thinking out of the box and not, you know, keeping themselves pigeonholed into what was previously done. And I think in our field That's what we are going to have to do more of is thinking outside of the box. And I know we have, you know, podcasts are booming and, um, you know, we can go to these conferences and things like that that um, disseminate our information. But how can we reach other professionals, right? And letting other professionals know what we are, what we do, and, you know, the history of our field. And with this documentary with the team on location, I, I feel as if that's exactly what they're doing. You know, um, they're taking the time out to put together a very professional, very, um, very well constructed documentary slash movie about Boys Town and what they have going on there. And I'll have Sarah talk a little bit more about that on our next podcast. But it's very innovative and very different, and I think more people in the field as we talk about disseminating ABA and opening ourselves up, need to do more, more things like that. I would definitely agree. So we'll, we'll let Sarah kind of answer the um, questions and talk about more about how, you know, they came up with this and, you know, where this came about and Boys Town and Patrick Fryman and Ryan and just the whole team. And we, you know, welcome any questions or thoughts or anything like that from our audiences and you know we'll we'll go from there with everything Tiana do you have any last remarks
1: no I just you know hope everyone continues to stay healthy stay safe if you don't have to travel stay in and just take this time to enjoy the little things that you weren't really able to do so before
0: Yes, please stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you so much for listening to the Shades of ABA podcast.